Come on, man. I don't, have, I don't have any time for that. What does time have to do with it? Oh, you're going to think I'm crazy. We might be childhood friends and I might drive you around the bend But I'm sure it's crazy good to work it out in the end I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose But I guess that's how it goes Let's keep falling in love with our strange bedfellows Time travel sound effect, time travel sound effect, time travel sound effect Whoa Whoa Elmer, <laughs> we're back in our original timeline, and I can finally reveal who we are. Good, and I mean, I obviously know, but I imagine sometimes it's helpful to just air these things so we can kind of really take stock of it together. Yeah, so, time cops. Yes, yeah, we are as as we both know, uh, and as anyone who might be listening and, and have been, and we've had this bit figured out since the start. Actually, yeah, we've had it figured out. Yes, from the beginning, we knew what we were doing with it and what the point of it was. Uh, Early on, and I think as is apparent every time we've appeared yeah. on the show, it's clear that we knew what we were doing with these guys. And the thing we can now reveal, uh, in case it wasn't obvious to everyone, is that we are time cops like Jean-Claude Van Damme. In Time, in time Cop. Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what we, we've just been investigating these time crimes. We're yeah. looking for uh, paradoxes, temporal anomalies. Or otherwise. Uh, or otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're vanquishing them with yeah. our time cop powers. Is, what does he have? Like a gun? It's a time-ish gun. It's been really... I honestly literally saw it in theaters when it came out, and that's the last time I watched it. So. <laughs> 1994? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I watched it with my dad. We both liked it. Yeah. Um, I'm so Jeff. We're You're cops. Elmer. We're time yeah, cops. My name is um, Elmer... Yeah. Like, Chronoblaster. Oh, okay. Officer Elmer Chronoblaster. Okay, that's and, cool. I, and we're time cops. We're not like regular cops, okay? Yes. And I'm Lieutenant Jeff Humperdink. Right, okay. Yeah. Cool name. Yes. Is that a family name? It's a family name, yes. Oh, okay. I renamed myself in the, in the great <laughs> um, memory wipe of 28, 25. I didn't realize we were allowed to do that. Maybe you weren't there for the great memory wipe of 2825. It's difficult to know. There's a lot of lore surrounding us and surrounding um, our travels through time, obviously. Uh, We don't have time to get into all of it, but we will be getting into a lot of it, I think. Yeah. Hello and welcome to... Time uh, Crimes. Jeff and Elmer's Time Crimes. Yeah. We are time cops and Mm -hmm. investigators, and we go from uh, spot to spot. Yeah. in time and space and we snuff out time crimes yep and other paradoxes we've been i mean we were in in this like this hotel yeah with like doing that in the audience of a play mm-hmm. that turned out to be a pretty like instrumental exchange those two people had it yeah. really had it, it ripples throughout history yeah it's on imdb look it up <laughs> uh where else have we been we were at that one like sleepaway camp where all those like young kids were like dancing so horny yeah we prevented a lot of births that night just by we our sure presence did. yeah and some of those people some of those babies would have grown up to be dictators yes and now we're here yes and now we're here um at the lake house the mid-2000s in the mid two thousands, and we're at the. Lake What's House. happening? Tila Tequila has a TV show. A shot at love. 
Forbidden though is the most has the most friends on MySpace. A lot of people mistakenly think that it's Tila Tequila, but in fact, looking at MySpace now, it's Forbidden who has the most MySpace friends. That's a, someone's name, or their account is like her deleted. name is Forbidden. And by that, do you mean like you you're not going to tell me her name? I don't know how more clearly I could say this. <laughs> her name is Forbidden, and she has the most friends on MySpace currently. Currently, yeah, it's 2000 and either four or six, depending okay. on. Uh, well, no, we're still in yeah. our future. We have to get our orders and be sent back. Okay. To 2006. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, I jumped Sorry. I think I misspoke earlier. I you think misspoke. I said we were okay. there. That's yeah. not confusing at all. Um, yes. We have to introduce the podcast. First. Yes. We're, we're doing the podcast this week. Yeah, we have a podcast. We're doing the podcast. Jack and Tanner needed a, a hard earned week off. It's usually about romance, books, and movies. Yeah. Um, but we come in when there's any kind of time crime going down. Yeah. And also other times. And sometimes other times. Yeah. Um, and we're competent podcast hosts. We know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> um, the whiteboard has kind of created a different vibe. Yeah. I yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm hesitant to like make our first mark on it. You know, I want I it to g- be perfect. Yeah, so Elmer started our meeting. He discovered that there's some functionality in Zoom, which is the future uh, time technology that we meet over. And Elmer discovered this just as we were going to start recording that there's a a whiteboard functionality. And so he shared a whiteboard with me. And my first thought, as you might imagine, uh, was it's an audio medium. But uh, Elmer was insistent that there's going to be a lot of hay to be made with this. Just think of the possibilities. We can take notes in here. Yeah, we can like keep track of like little bits so we can come back to them later. You know, I think this is going to benefit us in the long run. Okay, perfect. It's definitely not distracting me. It's it is distracting you. I think we might have to abandon the whiteboard because you're just drawing a silly picture on it of a guy. It's a guy of some kind. It's you. Okay, take it off. You're about to see. Take it off. This is not good. It's audio. I hate already. I hate this because it's just going to be me feeling an, a need to describe what you're doing visually, which is my literal, absolute number one least favorite thing. <sighs> Does that look like you? No. Sort of. No, please stop. You can't be objective. Please stop. It's okay. He's a fish. It's me as a fish. Okay. Uh, I've, I've disengaged the whiteboard. Yes, um, I think it was better to not have the whiteboard on because the tech is so sophisticated that yeah. to explain it to all of you yeah. would just be beyond your means. Yeah, it might create some time paradoxes, and that's the, our, our rule. that's we what have, we do. We should say our rules. I'm Jeff, of course, and you're Elmer, and our first rule is do no harm, i.e. do not create any temporal paradoxes. Yes, and then rule number two is if you do create a temporal paradox— yeah. You clean, have to go clean that one up before back you Back in time do and kill yourself else. like Looper. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Assassinate yourself. That's right. And then what's rule number three? Is there just the two Normally rules? with these things, rule number three says like, see rule number one, you know? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> emphasizing it. It's like, I think we that- We do jo- not yeah. talk about- Yeah. <laughs> what are we called? Time crush. Time crime. Time Time crime. crime. The time crimes unit. Folks, we watched a movie this week. It's called The Lake House. The Lake House. House. And it was a time travel movie, and it was... Fine. Fine. I thought it was good. I I liked liked it. it. I liked it. It was a little slow, and it was a little, like, artsy-fartsy, you know? It's the long-awaited sequel to Speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Well, it's Speed 2. Keanu's not in Speed 2. 
Oh, is he not? Here, you want to you want to do a hot segment that I have? Yeah, the please. new hot segment. It's called Sizzling Hot Takes. Okay. Gay frogs. Oh yeah. Okay. Sizzling hot takes, and then your first one is gay frogs. Gay frogs What's your is second kind of one? a given. My second yeah. one is that Keanu and Sandra would be yeah. uh, such a great couple in real life, wouldn't they? Oh, I would love that, actually. <laughs> yeah. And why not? Uh, are they married, either of them, in present, in 2022? I think they're often unlucky in love. Here's what I'll say. So my cultural information... Picking up some kind of interference. It's the cat in the litter it's box. It's like a the, the time yeah. bubble is like all the cats are fluctuating. All the cats are in here. It's too boring to talk about. We had to move cat feeding time to later because Jenkins was sneaking into Cyril's room and hiding in a place that it was impossible to get him out, and then sleeping there until three in the morning every night, and then <laughs> waking us up to get out of Cyril's room. <laughs> and so the solution is that I have moved cat feeding time. Okay, what are you talking about Jeff? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that was. I think it was a temporal anomaly. Yeah, that happens. Um, happens a lot in this movie. So my cultural knowledge ended about 10 years ago. But what I can tell you is that uh, Sandra was dumped by a man named Jesse James, who's a tattoo man. And he cheated on her with yes. another with a tattoo lady. And then you can see, if you watch the Oscars from recently, you can see the the expression on her face that she knows that he cheated on her you can see and this is go back and watch it 10 years ago or from recently okay yeah and he's still relevant the tattoo guy i mean this this just happened as far as i'm concerned (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so that's sandra's situation and then keanu's situation is he's just never found love yeah i think he's sort of a i think what the that's called a sigma male Okay, I, I think in the in sort of the Pua community, we please. call that that sort of like lone wolf okay. character. We call that a sigma male. So Elmer's in the Pua community. I'm just kind of tr- yes. trying to keep a lore bible. I wish we had a whiteboard. <laughs> Here's an easy one for you, Jack. Any <laughs> yeah. character that Tanner creates is in the Pua community. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, can I say something? Yeah. The um, the litter box activity that you heard before the the, the sorry the temporal. I can't believe we're talking about it again. That you heard before uh, created a um, an olfactory fluctuation that I absolutely must <laughs> deal with. <laughs> I can't continue to podcast. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it does that. The I'm time bubbles do that. Deal with that now. You they can give either off keep talking, or I'll I'll uh, you know d- find a way to do a transition in post. But I have to clean it up right now. <laughs> Okay, I've had a little time to think now, and uh, let's do a let's um, let's check in. Are we doing a good job uh, of what being time cops, podcasters? I guess both fathers. Of those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's take uh, those one at a time. <laughs> I think time we're doing cops, great. Job. I think we're be- doing a great job of being time cops, and I think that then tips the next domino over. Yeah. Okay. Which is podcasters. Okay. Those two kind of, they go together, you know? Yes. Yeah, you I can't have you, one without the you, other. If you manage to spin your romance-themed podcast into a hard sci-fi like, <laughs> time travel epic. Yeah. Uh, or like, You're doing something even, right. Like, police procedural, right? Okay, good. Then I think we're doing something right. Yeah. Okay, good. And who would not want to have such a person as a father? 
Right, exactly. So three for three. Okay, perfect. Um, the film is called. So are we? We're done. I think with my hot takes, unless you'd like to disagree with it. Um, Wouldn't they be such a cute couple? Wouldn't they be perfect for each other? Oh my god! I just swoon about it. Just thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I just like I ha- can't help but think that there's a reason it, it hasn't happened. You know. How could something it not? In their history. They're both so beautiful something... and nice. They're both so beautiful and nice. It's they're perfect. And Keanu, he's a sigma male, you know. Oh yeah, you were saying that he can't and be I, tied down. I, was, I remember being happy that it. You seem to have dropped the thread of what the, whatever <laughs> that is. Like if you ever you know, get into a alpha situation, male is right. No, here's a here's a here's Let a, me advice for everyone. You want to explain it? I just want to give this advice. If you no, ever I, find I yourself I in a situation where you have classified the types of male beyond the 19th letter of the fucking greek alphabet (laughs) like you step back and ask yourself what kind of a a person you are yeah yeah the omega man A, a pickup artist yeah a pickup artist um so yes good agreed they should be together we'll work on it time cops that's a job for the time crimes unit that the time crimes unit yes we should say what the film is. It's called The Lake House. I hope this is we, I hope this is someone's first episode of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always like this. It's always like um, this. And our names actually are Jeff, Jeff and Elmer. Yeah. Jeff Peabody, was it? I said Humperdink. Humperdink and yeah. Elmer Chrono Chronoblaster. Chronoblaster. Um, the film opens man, talk about a time and a place opens with. I'm going to cl- change the last. I'm going to change my last name. Fine. So Megabyte. Am I then. Elmer Megabyte? Megabyte. Okay, fine. I'm That's Chrono pretty cool, Blaster. huh? Yeah, Megabyte. Elmer Megabyte. That's good. Yeah, and Elmer, what's, who are you? I'm Jeff Peabody. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, J- Officer Jeff. Uh, <laughs> let's go back in time and witness this series of events. Yes. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Uh, movie opens. Clientele is playing. D- uh, Daddy said turns to Sarah as the movie opens and says, "Holy shit, is that the clientele?" And yeah. uh, it, the comment was met with the same um, interest and sort of level of, of genuine awe and respect uh, that I'm getting from you right now as well. I would think that the <laughs> move, the music from this movie, would be of. Little to no interest to someone of your musical taste. I know. That's why it was interesting that it was the fucking clientele opening this movie. It's kind of a hip for a 2006. <laughs> yeah. The, it was like, you know, 2006 romance movie music. When when did it come out? It takes place across 2004 and 2006, which we'll get to in a moment. Dr. Kate Forster yes. has moved into the lake house. Yeah, and she. Oh no, sorry, um, she's moving out of the lake house. She's doing a city of angels, but she's doing it somewhat less emotionally and dramatically. Yeah, and she doesn't see ghosts. Like sometimes a man dies, and she like can't save him. She's like, oh well, just another day at the office. <laughs> yeah, I had a tough one today. Being of being a doctor. <laughs> yeah, this is also like that last movie we just watched, the anime. Doity dancing. Oh yeah, it's a lot like it. We seem to. Why be... are there so many time traveling? Hey, rom- romance. Don't uh, question what do you it. We, you and I will be out of a job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, she 
puts a letter in the mailbox and says yeah. to the next resident, please uh, hear some foibles of the house. And if any of the mail comes, uh, any of my mail comes, please forward it to me. Here's my address. Dear new tenant, welcome to your new home. As a previous tenant, let me say, I hope you'll like living here as much as I did. I filed a change of address with the post office, but you know what a crapshoot that can be. So if anything slips through, would you please do me a favor and forward my mail? I'd appreciate it. My new address is below. Thanks in advance. P.S. Sorry about the paw prints by the front door. They were there when I moved in. Same with the box in the attic. Paw prints? What the hell is she talking about? She's selling her house? I think she has sold her house. Yeah. Yeah. And so she puts a letter in the she mailbox. Has, she's, she's gotten a residency in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and the lake house is just outside of Chicago. The letter is then picked up by the uh, apparent next tenant of the lake house. It's the handsome and uh, swoony construction architect named Keanu. Yes. And Keanu picks up the letter and he's like, oh, okay, this doesn't make a lot of sense. There are a lot of like things in your letter that I guess don't appear to have happened. But he responds. She's like- right. Okay, and then she responds, and she's like, your letter doesn't make sense. <laughs> she psychically predicts a couple of things, Yeah, uh, acor- uh, as far as Keanu is concerned, whose name is Alex in the film. Yes. She says, I don't know where the dog tracks came from on the deck, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the box in the attic is. I've never opened it. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, there is no paw prints on the, the deck, and there is no box in the attic. Yeah. So I don't know what you're talking about, lady. And then what is happening? Uh, it's magic. It's time. It's magic. Go. Do we want to figure out? So you and I are. T- so now we're we're. Whoa! Whoa! And now we're on a boat in the lake. Okay. Of the lake house. Yes. Uh, and we have our little telescopes out, and we're watching all of this unfold. Okay. So can I, and and we're gonna try to unravel some paradoxes. Can I bring up the first and most obvious one? Yes. A thing happens in the film whereby they appear to be talking to one another in real time. <laughs> yeah, and I guess they, yes. Like, he'll ask her a question, she'll immediately answer it. He'll, like, start a sentence, she'll finish the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> it most notably comes up when she's doing a guided tour of Chicago at one point that he has put together for her. Yeah. Um, and she's responding to him like in real time as he's showing her around the city as though they yeah. were like walking yeah. around the city together. Oh, wow. Number 27. She's a beauty. My father used to tell me she was the grandma for all the houses in the city. He used to take me on walks like I'm taking you now. Alex? Kate? I wish we could have done this walk together. So that means that every time she goes to a new like spot on the the tour, yeah, she reads his message, goes home, puts a writes one a response, note, one like a one sentence note in the mailbox. Drives box. like 5 hours <laughs> up to the lake house, yeah. puts it in the mailbox and like Comes waits back. for his response and then yeah. like the next weekend we'll go out to see like the next site, right? Yes. We were just seeing like a montage of like presumably like Yeah. 26 weeks (laughs) but they seem fine with it i think they're besotted with one another do you want to know what the actual first paradox in this film is yes 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 jack the the big thing is like 
he's two years in the past and they're trying to like connect through time. And it's just about him like catching up to her. She knows where she is. She's in 2006. Mm-hmm. So he, he's just got to get through time to her. Right. But won't she get older too? Doesn't she continue to move through time too? Wouldn't she be in 2008, two years later? Okay, so that's an interesting question. Because then they would never actually meet in this film. Yeah, but he would, they just, would need to meet he, two he, years. He would meet 2006 her. I don't think the time is necessarily moving on parallel tracks. He would meet the 2006 version of her. That works. But that doesn't make any sense because that would mean that he aged two years and he she didn't. Yeah. That really bakes your noodle, huh? No, but he can and does meet 2004 her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he goes and sees her. There's this whole plot. Can I? May I address something? Yes, we'll, we'll get back to having my noodle baked with this paradox because I ad- admit that it's it's um it it requires a little bit of unraveling yeah. from some philosophers and we yes we are philosophers as well it's on our business cards. There's a persuasion subplot in this film. Where yeah, the persuasion subplot is also a pretty confusing little time twister, and it's fraught with issues. A way that he proves to her that, like, once they start to suspect that they are talking to each other across the void of two years, uh, they they took to it a lot quicker than they, they took the to anime it lot, kids. Yeah, they took to it pretty quickly, and they also kind of they didn't even get to a point where they're like, "I think I'm falling in love with you." They're like, "Well, if this is happening, therefore we must be in love," and just started right. acting that way. <laughs> Yeah. Like there weird. wasn't a moment where they were like, I'm falling in love. They were just like, now we just have to find a way to be together. <laughs> yeah. But Star-cross that's lovers. Star- yeah. But so uh, anyway, she's she's like, my dearest Mr. Weiler, are you willing to play a game with me? Two years ago today, I was taking the 145 train to Madison from the Riverside Station and I forgot something there. It was a gift for my father. If you find it, can you please put it in the mailbox? It would mean a lot. Yours, Kate. And he does. And there are a couple problems. One problem that comes to mind immediately is that it's a really ratty, sh- sh- de- I don't, almost deliberately shitty paperback version of Persuasion. It's like not a yeah, nice Yeah, and it, book. it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like something someone would get at like Barnes and Noble for like six dollars. Yeah, it's like when you're like it's you also go, new, and there's like a nice Penguin Classics, and then like two dollars cheaper is the like Barnes and Noble edition. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's one of those, and it's like the paper is like kind of like shiny in an unpleasant way, and like I just I I assume she meant like it was some heirloom that was passed down, and then he picks he picks up like a shitty paperback. No, it sucks. And then the second issue. That just stuck in my crawl a little bit is like it's sweet, but it's like the persuasion is supposed to have this like resonance for the movie where it's like persuasion is about missing a chance and then waiting. Right. And that's what the movie's about. And it's not really <laughs> this movie. The persuasion. It's like not really it like that's it what the kind of said, is right. it kind I've never of read is. persuasion. What is it about if it's We're not gonna about read that? it for this podcast. Okay. We'll read it next. I won't spoil it. It is a little bit about that, but not it's next. not really the main thing that it's about. Okay. It's about persuasion. <laughs> but I just think they could have done a better job finding a book. <laughs> about like two people who are like, who like who missed a chance. Miss one another. Yeah. There's got to be one out there. Yeah. Tra- tra- sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Sure. You know? That's a good one. 
Yeah. I, I haven't read it, but I think that's what it's about. You know, like I think they, it's about traveling pants. Yeah, they lost their pants and then by the end of the book, hopefully they find them. Let me see what the next paradox I wrote down is. Okay, good, good. Yeah, we're going paradox by paradox. The dog is a little tricky. There's and I'll remind you, the point of this is to dog. zero in on whoever is committing these time crimes and um, Yeah. We're gonna d- d- neutralize them. them. Yeah. Uh, neutralize them is what I meant, not annihilate yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, the dog is a little tricky because yeah. Keanu names the dog. The dog shows up out of nowhere at the lake house while Keanu's working on it. Right. Steps in paint and like puts paw prints on the deck. Yeah. And then Keanu names the dog Jack. Good name. And then it turns out that it's actually Sandra Bullock's dog. Of course, we all dress in shiny metal jumpsuits and drive flying cars and. No one talks anymore because we can read each other's minds. <laughs> but the, the truth is, man, from the past, not much has really changed in 2006. Speaking of the past, though, I've been thinking about the paw prints. How is that possible? Well, I think we have the same dog. Oh, yeah? What's yours like? According to the vet, mine's eight years old in my time, uh, six in yours. She's skinny, has sad eyes, snores, and sleeps like a person. I don't know why, but I call her Jack. Hello, Jack. Yeah. Who has just always called it Jack. She doesn't know why. And it responds, he responds to Jack. And he responds to Jack, yeah. Oh, she responds to Jack. It's notable in the, the film. The dog is a girl. The dog is a girl. She responds Jack. to Jack in Keanu's time. Which doesn't make sense because she was only named Jack in Sandra's time. Correct. Yeah. Or the dog, here's a, well, now I don't remember, was the dog wearing a name tag as dogs often do? Because maybe know. Sandra didn't just like suddenly come up with the name Jack. Maybe she read it on the dog's name tag. But it's so still, I guess that's one time crime solved. I guess so. It's still a problem that you and I are familiar with from somewhere in time, the film. She gives him a clock. Yes. So she gives him a clock and presses it into his hand, but then he gives it to her in the past. So where did it right. come from? Right. Right. And that's the dog. Yes. And that's the story with the dog. And too. that's the situation with the dog. Where did Jack come from? Is he, she always in a time loop? And, that's and where an did she go? Yeah. At the end of the film. So that's maybe, I think, probably our chief suspect right now. I think, I'm starting to suspect so. Is this dog. Let's see. So she's in Chicago now in 2006. He goes back to Chicago to like confront her, I guess. Yeah. Um, or like to bring bring the mail to her or something. I don't know. Yeah. And he hooks up with his brother because he's from Chicago and his dad is a famous architect and his brother is like interning at his dad's office. And they they go to the corner where her building is being built and they see that it's not there and they finally realize like, oh, it's... You know, I just thought of another one. Okay, perfect. The tree in front of the building. Suddenly grows. Yeah, so she's like, this building's boring. Uh, I wish it had a tree. And he's like, I'll plant one yeah. right now. So he takes a tree from his, like, he's like a contractor on like, yeah. a building development. Yeah. And he takes one of those trees and brings it to Chicago and plants it in front of her. And apartment. then we watch it grow behind her in real in time. In real time. Yeah, right. It suddenly appears at a, as if by magic. So that's a paradox. That's a paradox because the tree it either has suddenly appeared- there. Yeah. Or it has grown for two years. Yeah. Or both. <laughs> and it was awfully big for a two-year-old tree. Yeah. Well, that's a separate issue. Yeah. Interesting. So there's a lot of time crimes going on. That's the real thing that they screw up. It's like, you can't have it both ways. 
something can't just be in 2006 and have aged. That's where they keep getting it wrong. I don't know. I think that they're confront. They're at least confronting the paradox of time travel head on. Well, it's baking my noodle, and I'm a fucking time cop. Yeah, no, it's but this is one of our hardest cases yet. <laughs> what else happens? It's pretty like hijinksy because yeah. they just kind of keep doing these like grand gestures across time for one another. It's sweet. I liked it. I liked it too. I liked it too. It's sweet. They like fall in love. It's not. It's kind of not expressed why or how they fall in love, but it becomes clear that they've become in love, and they agree to meet, and then they don't. And she's like, "What the fuck? Why'd you stand me up?" And it doesn't occur to her that maybe it's because he died. He may have died, right? And it doesn't occur to her that at the beginning of the movie, a man did die in her arms, and that man did indeed look exactly like Keanu Reeves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She she was having lunch with her mother in like some. You know, downtown a bus area of Chicago, and a bus hits Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and like that's the big like. It's the bus from the Speed. It's the bus. Yeah, <laughs> finally <laughs> He's got like, it. Shit, was that me? <laughs> it was him in Speed. It's the one casualty. People that go back and watch Speed, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. They Powerful. do hit a guy, and it's, and yeah. And it's on their, on their cross country look, journey yeah. from Chicago to LA, <laughs> yeah. where the film ends. <laughs> and then they do a cute scene where they go on a tour of the city together, and he cute. has written in so graffiti on like the side of a bridge. So like, cute. Dr. Kate, it was nice spending yeah. the weekend with you yeah love and it's like properly like aged and like yeah plastered over with like posters and stuff like that yeah that was good that was good she also tells him to go find a book the book persuasion yeah at the train station she left he it does there and find it was very it. precious to her and he does find it and he gets his first look at her and yes. she him and then so that and that's you know look it's the elephant in the room a little bit and I don't want to dwell on it too much but when you are having a cross temporal romance with somebody who seems nice like yeah. you don't know what they look like that's true yeah they are it's their correspondence is completely and in fairness to them they fall do fall in love and are committed to being in love without knowing what each other look like and then fortunately for them I guess or not I guess they don't care about these things and that's really progressive and awesome but. They're both super fucking smoking hot, so that was fine. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of something Yeah, that w- we should do. Okay. Which is pitch a dating show that is this. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. have a guy or have one of the people write, like, how would this work? We can do this. We can crack this nut. Okay. There's a way to do this. Does it is it temporal in nature? Because that's, that's, that's where I'm getting hung the up. The temporal part is where I'm getting hung up, and I think <laughs> that's just... You know, every problem. problem is an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. I think if it does involve cracking the, the t- issue the, of time, we... tra- time travel, yeah, it might be kind of dead on arrival a little bit. It's a I think that's the only thing holding us back. That's I think otherwise, thing, yeah. this concept of like really writing letters show. across time would make yeah. for a really good dating show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Let's we'll develop it. We so we've only got so when we go to the pitch meeting, we can be like, "There's only." Like, it's not our jobs. We're the we're the idea guys. Yeah, the, only the, one hurdle. It's and that's something. Hopefully, the strategists like, will figure it out. You yeah, know exactly. So if we said most of the film, um, I think so. Except there's a a deep B. There's a, there's two competing B plots, which is yeah. that his dad is a jerk. Yeah, and an architect, and is actually the guy who built the lake house. 
Yes. So Keanu and his brother kind of need to come to terms with like their, their mother's death, death and their father's oh, yeah. like Absence. being a jerk. And then he does his father does die and Sandra Bullock sends a book back in time somehow. She puts it and in this the mailbox. Is a paradox. You know what they could uh, do? Of if, like a, bi- a biography of his father that someone has written that was published in 2006. This is to elude dudes a little bit, but yeah. if she can put- We're a, still allowed to do that. Yeah, we're still allowed to. Yeah. If she could put a, um, a book in the mailbox and he can get it f- from the past, yeah, he could put his, his ding dong in the mailbox. That's true. I mean, once they get to know each other and like, you know, if they talk about what it- if they're ready to first, take that step, yeah. you know? If they're ready, because I don't know, maybe you don't want to commit to someone until you've been intimate with them. Like, what if you're not sexually compatible? No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it would be a solution to. No, the, I'm saying that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it'd be one I think solution. That it's the responsible thing to do, if anything. Yeah, it'd be maybe in the sequel. Maybe she could send one of those kits where you make like a plaster cast of your boner. Okay. Yeah. And they turn it into like a sex toy. <laughs> she could send that back and he could do a plaster cast of his boner. That's sweet. That's there's sweet. there's ways around this. And I think we're just sweetening the pot on this uh, yeah. this dating show. The dating show. <laughs> uh, would you like to take a, a quick break and then we can come yeah. back and um, look at some conflicting opinions about the film that I've discovered? Yeah, please. Okay. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient flexible suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist you can switch at any time no additional charge uh go check it out learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash bedfellows see you there well not me but have fun We have you and I, uh, Elmer, yeah. uh, have a hit segment uh, where Officer we, Elmer Officer Megabyte, Elmer Megabyte, and I am, of course, Lieutenant Jeff Peabody, Commanding Officer, me, Commanding Officer Elmer Megabyte. We have a hit segment on our CO. Okay, we have a hit segment on our podcast where we um, 
we before we pass judgment, before we render judgment on the time crimes that have been committed and neutralize the suspect, hopefully the culprit, but if we don't have a culprit, we'll neutralize our chief suspect. Yeah. That's just procedures in the time crimes unit. Our nemesis is Carmen Sandiego, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's who that's who we're constantly sort yeah. of foiled by. She's our Moriarty. Yeah, she's our Moriarty. That's a good lore. But we do like to consider all the evidence before we weigh in with our neutralizing rays. Yeah. And um, so I've assembled three pieces of evidence today in a hit segment that I'm calling On the One Hand. Okay. Now I'm going to have to excuse myself. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jeff. Yes. Um, okay. I need to go use the time bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that means I warp to some random spot in history and just use just go to the bathroom there. Yeah. It can be like the middle of the garden in Versailles. You okay. Know? That explains a lot. Ugh, I just pop in. Yeah. Do what I need to do. Pop back out. Yeah. It reminds me of a time which I've spoken about on the podcast before that I um, was caught by my teachers um, faring semblance to Alley Vese in front of the um, French embassy on a school field trip. <laughs> <laughs> What? Well, and I remember Say that. it again. No, but say it again. Faring semblance to Alley Vese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I did right. have I remember that turn of phrase because that's what I wrote in my letter to the French embassy that they made me send. It was <laughs> just we desolate de d'avoir faire semblance d'Alley Vese in the water fountain outside the French embassy. Yeah. Um What does that mean, Pete? Uh well, pretending to be. <laughs> okay. That's funny, though. Anyway, I got in a lot of trouble. It was in the fifth, That's hilarious. In, uh, seventh grade. I got in a huge amount of trouble. I had to write a letter to the French embassy. I've told that story before. Um, that's what that's what happens, though, uh, with you. I should say, I'll say, a very nice member of our Facebook group who is a Quaker baby bee and fan mm-hmm. of the show has humbly requested that Arbiter Tanner find uh, peaceful ways to uh, neutralize. Arbiter, I don't know who Arbiter Tanner is. My name is uh, <laughs> Commanding Officer um, right. oh, okay, yeah. Elmer Megabyte, and I'm yeah. actually about to hop back in time in okay. one of my time bubbles, like Terminator. Okay. And here I go. Okay. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> okay. Where am I? Where are you? Well, I was just, I was uh, cleaning up the mean streets of Mega City 456, rendering arbitration <laughs> on everyone there, leaving reviews on movies. Okay, so are, you're done. Uh, and I've uh, suddenly just like, there was a, a bubble surrounded me, and now I'm here. And you are Arbiter Tanner. My name is Arbiter Tanner, yeah. Welcome. Welcome to our show, and Arbiter Tanner, as you know the drill here, what I've done is I've assembled three... Oh no, I don't have my crotch blaster this week. <laughs> I must have left it in my time. I'll have to find a peaceful way to resolve this. <laughs> Maybe a, a light flogging. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, here's to... What, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to give a kiss to the one I like and withhold kisses from the ones I don't like. Okay, that'll show them. Okay. And that's what Arbiter Tanner's Are you sure that's peaceful? That's doing <laughs> violence, if you ask me. But listen, I've got, here's what we do, and I've, I'll say this now, because I went on Rotten Tomatoes, and I found some reviews, but they're kind of expressing really different opinions across the spectrum. And on the one hand, yep. about this movie, Peter G. gives the film five stars on Peter November. Gabriel. Yeah, Peter Gabriel. <laughs> 
Peter Gabriel took some time to give five stars to this film on November 19th, 2021. And what Peter Gabriel says uh, is the following. And this honestly could be a Genesis song, if you ask me. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Lake House is insanely sweet and well thought out. It's no, a- it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're here. <laughs> or sorry. <laughs> Lake House is insanely sweet and well thought out. It's a shame some of the Ghostbusters 2016 cast didn't fuck off to two years before when making it, so it never got finished. Lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through it line yeah. by line. Yeah. Lake House is insanely sweet. And, and when well when out. was this review written again? Like 2016 when everyone was angry about the all-female Ghostbusters? 2021. Okay. So he's Peter Gabriel's still pissed five years okay. later. Yeah. Okay. So he wishes that the people in... So he likes this film. He loved it. But he thinks it's missing something. I think he thinks He that, wishes that the cast of 2016's Ghostbusters, a movie he fucking hates... Were in the Lake were House in universe. this movie... And a movie he likes. Maybe went back in time or experienced a tr- temporal paradox such that they couldn't finish the Ghostbusters movie, I think, <laughs> yeah, is what he wants. Okay. So it's but, a hot take. But by doing that, he's, he's, it's a witch's, a witch's <laughs> curse. Yeah, yeah. Because by doing that, he has put the cast of 2016's Ghostbusters into The Lake House, a movie he's- <laughs> A movie of. he ostensibly loves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's a paradox and that's why we're yeah, here. That's why we're here. Peter Gabriel. So I mean sorry, that's why Yeah. Jeff is here. That's I'm why Arbiter you're Tanner. You're Arbiter I, Tanner. Yeah. I don't usually time travel, I just did this week. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna introduce a new element to our hit segment called On the One Hand. As you know, we've got on the one hand and then we have on the other hand, but today I'm introducing a new element to the segment which is called On the Fence. Okay. On the fence hand. On the fence hand. (laughs) I thought my way was more elegant, but that's fine. If that's what you think needs to happen for the segment, we'll keep it. On the fence hand, Joyce D says Hmm. the following. She's don't have any. She's given three stars to this film. It's a measured review. On February 14th, 2014. So it was Valentine's Day, 2014. And Joyce D. She was in the mood. She was in the mood. She watched it to get. You know, whatever, in the kind of you know, mood feeling, you need to get on and to and start feeling on Valentine's Day. And then she she kind of liked it. But she says the following, of, and I think, I'm assuming that the two parts of her review explain why she's on the fence. One part is sort of wants to give it five stars. The other part wants to give it one star. And then that's how it evens out at three stars. Here's okay. what Joyce D says. It's romantic, yes. But of course, not real. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is tough huh? <laughs> yeah dinged it for not being real <laughs> yeah that's on valentine's day yeah <laughs> that's tough that's tougher than even arbiter tanner gets. can i just really quickly can we take one quick peek at her uh, at her history and see if, she, if that's a common complaint of hers maybe uh, she only like is only interview like only reviewing uh documentaries and this is the first time she like watched a non-documentary and she's like I liked it, but like, yeah, it clearly wasn't real. It clearly wasn't real. <laughs> yeah, this seemed this seemed fake. I thought this was based on a true story. Um, <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to find her. Okay, fine. So now we have on the one hand. Now we have on the fence hand. Yeah, and on the other hand, 
Andy P on October fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Gives Andy his... the puppet from those old Domino's commercials. Andy, bad the Andy puppet. Yes, from bad do you remember those Andy. bad Andy. I commercials? do remember those bad Andy commercials. Yeah, Andy P is Andy the puppet. Yeah, uh, he gave it half a star, and he's kind of got an Andy the puppet vibe in the way he talks. Yeah, a little bit of an energy. Uh, October fourteenth, twenty seventeen. This is possibly the worst movie ever made. Okay, have you seen Birth of a Nation? I watched it on a plane twice before you got to choose what you watched. It's literally about racism. So I guess he's like, in 2017, he's like made a decision to go and review this film that he watched in 2006. Like he hasn't rewatched it. He's like, I'm going to go back and just fucking say what I thought of this. I didn't have he's, the opportunity he's that. tying up some loose ends. Yeah, you he's, know? Tying up he's getting through ends. his bucket list. Maybe he's in a lake house situation. I think Andy P is in a lake house situation with someone from 2006, and he can only communicate to them through Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to tell you. My, I'm a puppet. <laughs> I'm from Domino's commercials. Do you guys have Domino's in 2006? <laughs> Typically, movies are better on airplanes. Is that true? That's what he said. I think I think there's an old um, This American Life bit about how people cr- are more prone to crying. That's true. And I do cry more. I'm more likely to I cry. I know. I watched you watch the Minions on an yeah, airplane once. Absolutely lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, movies are better on airplanes than if not on an airplane. Okay. Not this one. It's essentially a movie about a magic mailbox where two people write letters back and forth from the past, etc. Spoiler alert, one of them dies and then doesn't die because of the mailbox. I stopped traveling internationally because of this movie. <laughs> he has sworn off the entire like medium of yeah. like in in air Play travel. travel. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It, he was like because of because of the off chance that he might see a film he doesn't like. It's a good tie twenty from Andy <laughs> P. He crushed it. This was funny yeah, to me. That's pretty good. That's good. So Arbiter Tanner, who I kiss you give, Andy P. You kiss him, even though I disagree with his assessment of the film. I thought yeah. the film was a little slow, but yeah. fine. Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm where Joyce D is. It's romantic, yes, but. Not, re- not it's not real. real. It's kind yeah. of it dawned on me as the as the movie went by that it's and not real. Joyce and Peter Gabriel. You guys, I'm sorry to have to say, it's like it's like <laughs> being outside of God's light. You two yeah. are withheld from <laughs> unkissed. Yeah, yeah, you're like Lucifer down mm-hmm. in hell. <laughs> Should we review the film ourselves? I think so. Yeah, I think I'm ready to do that. I, my judgment is passed. Do you want Arbiter Tanner to review the film or Sergeant? Uh, sorry, Commanding Officer Elmer. Megabyte. Can we have both of them? Or is that yes. going to create a temporal paradox? I think if I had to guess, and I haven't thought about the lore that much yet or the world building that much yet. Yeah. If I had to guess, Commanding Officer Elmer Megabyte yeah. just happened to jump into time where okay. Arbiter Tanner was. Yeah. Okay. To use the bathroom. Yeah. To say And they in front of the French switched embassy. Switched places. Yeah. So I think if in order for commanding officer Elmer Megabyte to come back, they yeah. would need to switch back. Okay. So goodbye. I'm starting to fade out now. Goodbye. Goodbye. I have loved you. I hope to see you again someday. That's really sweet. I have loved yeah. you. It's a really nice thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's <Whoa>! Elmer, it's good to Jeff, have you I'm back. I was in Mega, Mega City 2528. I had the weirdest experience. I had a really bad experience. It's like weird, like, he's not a time cop. He's just like a cop cop, like a Judge Dredd type of guy, but he forgot his crotch blaster. So it just got kind of kissy and weird. 
<laughs> Sounds nice. Yeah, it was a little bit nice. He said, I have I saw a couple of those guys where I was. Me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there are a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, they're all very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's review this film together, Elmer. Yeah. Uh, five stars obviously it's great you know we should what we should do is go and leave uh some fake trivia on the imdb page because we're no longer jack and tanner we can oh no yeah longer get in trouble for do you want to do that instead of reviewing we're, the film we're commanding officer elmer megabyte and sergeant jeff peabody do you want to do that instead <sighs> or as yeah. well uh let's let's i don't know up to you let's get on imdb Let's get on IMDb. Yeah. Okay. We're not reviewing the film. We're going on IMDb. Because they hate... can't catch. They can't catch us. Because we'll be. We'll already have gone back through time. This makes me you know? so nervous. Elmer always makes me do it because I'm the only one apparently who can log into IMDb. <laughs> yeah, my computer doesn't have IMDb, which is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I tried to install it. It didn't work. I don't. My computer just doesn't have it. The lake. So I'm the one who's going to get arrested when they finally come for me. Not this time, though. So let's go on. We're going to go on IMDb. We're going to leave a plot. And I can't emphasize this enough. It has to be a plausible. <laughs> yeah. A plausible fact. So I don't get arrested. I don't get my IMDb account scrubbed and lose all of my fake news. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it'll just be about how this film takes place in the... I think it will be your... Maybe we should add the fact about Keanu being hitting himself in the bus. So th- we should mention that Christopher Plummer is in this movie and he came Christopher Plummer is his father from uh Somewhere in Time. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. He was also in Somewhere in Time. So we're familiar with him. When we saw Christopher P- Plummer, he I felt like he gave us a little nod. He did. We were yeah, looking yeah. with our little telescopes and he was like, "I think I recognize you guys. Weren't you the guys who were talking really loud throughout the whole play?" Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That was us and we were solving a crime actually. Yeah, we were actually When I went to a see crime. um Star Wars, the second sequel, The Last Jedi. Yeah. I was there with my wife, and we were in Union Square, that big Union Square theater, really enjoying the film on opening day. Yeah. Uh, And the man next to me kept pulling out his cell phone and looking at it. And eventually, it was so distracting that I leaned over to him, and I said, excuse me, can you put away your phone? And he said, I'm a doctor. (laughs) That's not enough. Is that not enough? It made me feel bad immediately, but it's also like, I don't no, care. I don't give a shit. Don't come to a movie then. What do you oh, want? And also, like, Doc, where you, if you're like, here's what I'll say, Doc. Either It's either the case that you're getting urgent texts from your patients that require your doctorly attention, in which case, like, why are you watching the fucking go back Last to the Jedi? Or you're a doctor and you're just fucking texting with your girlfriend or whatever. and fucking You're enjoying stop a it. film, yeah. so put away your phone. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those two things. There's no in-between, and like even by your own logic. So don't feel yeah. bad about that. Okay, so I'm on the page. I can't find... Last time, on Somewhere in Time, there was something that was called um, like cut scenes, but I don't think there's that. Has, have they disabled your access to that? I, uh, yeah, maybe. But I, there's something called Did You Know? And it's true. Oh, here That's we go. Perfect. Alternate versions. So do you want me to go to an alternate versions? I can add one item. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. Okay. So here's an alternate version. In an early version. In, yes. In an early version of the script. Of the script. And the, let's just That's get perfect. us in here. Scintillating script. I See, this is your instincts here are going to get us kicked off of IMDb. 
It was a scintillating script. Sorry for trying to spice up my. Here's what I can do. I'll say it in a my language a little bit in a scintillating early version of the script. I don't see. I think that's the type of thing that's going to trigger the IMDb please. In an early version of the script, we'll get scintillating in there. I well, promise. that's okay. We'll just go mano y mano with them. We're time cops. <laughs> Let's focus on. It'll be the like task the shootout at the OK. <laughs> in an early version of the script. Um, Okay, an early version... I just can't... I'm not feeling it without the scintillating, and I need you to add it back in. Okay, fine. A scintillating early version of the script... You're going to get me fucking canceled for this. A scintillating <laughs> early version of the script... Uh-huh. Um, ...featured uh, real time travelers. This is what is what I want to say. Okay, sure. Featured actual time travelers. H- had Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves actually traveling through time, Let's right? Let's say- no, I had let's say Al, what's her name? Alex and uh and Dr. Kate. Dr. Kate interacting with actual time travelers. Okay, right. N- should we just say named Jeff and Elmer? Yeah. Okay. And took place in the speed universe. I see this is this is again your instincts you are see that how is that <laughs> Jack, how is that less plausible than an early script of this film had actual time travel in it? I've got an instinct for this. <laughs> instincts are all off names unhoned jeff and elmer Th- they're seen throughout the film uh spying on the protagonists yeah try to spot them with a telescope and then shall i do parentheses see if you can spot them exclamation point yeah i like that see that's the kind of language see if you can spot them uh what do we want to say about them in the in the fiction of the universe they are time cops and they're here to in the in this version of the script, they were sent to solve the okay. time paradoxes. They were sent to yeah, they were sent to resolve this is good. Sent to resolve the time paradoxes um, generated by the should we say temporal mailbox? Or just sure. gen- generated by the temporal mailbox. Just say the lake house. Generated by the lake house. Yeah. Um it's the name of the movie. Synergy. In this version of the script, they were sent to resolve the time paradoxes generated by the lake house. This is good. I think this is plausible. And have we done that, by the way, Jeff? Um, should we say in the dog? Uh, I, <laughs> you think it's the dog? Concluding. Con- should we just say concluding that the dog was central? Or the tree. Let's say the dog. Concluding that the dog. Or Jane Austen. I think the dog. Uh, what's his name? Her name? Jack. 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 Was responsible. Was responsible. And therefore, um, what did you say? Neutralized. Neutralized. That's that's going to get us kicked off IMDb. We need to walk this. We need to tone it down. See, this is the thing about IMDb. I'm going to try to... My job, Jack, here... Sorry. My job, Jeff, here... Yeah. Is to get you as close to that line as we can get, you know? And if I have to step over it every now and then just to yeah. give you a little tug... I understand. Then I have to do that. Concluding that the dog, Jack, was responsible for the temporal anomalies. The temporal... See, this is getting a little. You think their bots are crawling this, looking for? It's not bots. It's people. It's people. It's people. I know. I got a thumbs up from like a guy last time. It was like, yep, this checks out. (laughs) Last time it was ridiculous. Last time I also. Let's see what we can get away with. Concluding. We're not even. We're doing it as as Jeff and uh, Elmer. So I'm going to say responsible for the anomaly in the time stream. Free. 
in the time stream. And what should we say? And removing him from the situation. Yeah. I think you're okay to say neutralize. Uh, removing her from the situ- situation. I do think it needs to be clear that we, the characters of Jeff and Elmer, have dealt with the time crime. Should I say neutralizing her? Yes, I think you should. No, that's not going to work. Do removing it. Removing her from the situation. Neutralizing is going to get us dinged. It won't. Because you're talking about the script. So let's say why it was rejected. It was felt that this complicated the movie too much. (laughs) (laughs) The podcast. I mean, the movie. (laughs) Okay. I think that's enough. That's as much as we can get away with. Let me read this back to you. Yep. A scintillating early version of the script had Alex and Dr. Kate interacting with actual time travelers named Jeff and Elmer. They're seen throughout the film spying on the protagonist with a telescope. See if you can spot them. In this version of the script, they were sent to resolve the time paradoxes generated by the lake house. So they shot that version. Yeah. <laughs> and then they went back and they're like, no, we got to do it over. We got to write a new script and completely reshoot <laughs> But we may leave some, some shots from the, the first version in. So see if you can spot Jeff and Elmer. Perfect. That's perfect. I like that because it's daring the IMDb reviewer to be like, it's in the movie. Just just you look. You can watch. <laughs> you know? You go look. Rent the film. Yeah. And go look for them. In this version of the script, they were sent to resolve the time paradoxes generated by the lake house, concluding that the dog Jack was responsible for the anomaly in the time stream and neutralizing her. It was felt that this complicated the movie too much. Should I say <laughs> film? Yeah. I know you're going to want the to add sc- a the script. In Just say the script, because it's not a film yet, right? Okay. Script. No, I think movie is good. Okay. Okay. Good? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Cut and print. Cut and print. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's I think good. we did good work today. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get in trouble for that, but I kind of hope you do. Is that, is that making me a jerk? Okay, so I can track it. So thank you for your contribution to IMDb. The information you have supplied is being processed by our team. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, and I just got an email from IMDb support in my so they know literally exactly who I am. <laughs> Thank you for your service, IMDb support. Please don't come after us. We are time cops. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we'll we'll blast you right through time. We will, or and we'll withhold kisses from you. Yeah, like yeah. Arbiter Tanner. That's what I mean. Um, that's what I mean by blast. That's I think all the time we have for today. Yeah, I didn't have a burn. It's not a funny movie in any way. We, it's fun, though. It's, it's a good movie, and I enjoyed watching it, but it's like, it's a drama. Like, it's not, yeah. they didn't, they didn't put it. They're a perfect couple. What, have, if they tried it? Um, tried the mailbox thing? Keanu and Sandra, no, kissing, smooching, in a real, outside of a movie. Come on, guys. Jesse James yeah. isn't right for you. I'd be peri- pretty curious to see if they tried the mailbox thing, too. Yeah, I'd be curious too. Uh, and folks, uh, nobody go ahead with that dating game concept. That's ours. We've just got one little s- minor kink to iron out. But once as we do, as soon as we crack that, we're off yeah. to the fucking races. Yeah. Arbiter Tanner, I'd like to thank you. I mean, uh, sorry. Elmer, I'd like to thank you so very much for bearing with me this but week. Do you need the, the full title, please? Uh, officer in charge. Commanding officer. Commanding officer Elmer. Th- th- Megabyte. Throb Gristle. Megabyte. Okay. Megabyte. I'd like to thank you very much for bearing with me this week. I'd like to thank the baby bees and the sex bugs. my wife thinks upstairs sometimes, just hearing me yell the word megabytes <laughs> three times. Wasn't there a time on the Patreon where you pretended to be a bat and squealed so loud that you woke the baby and got in like actual real trouble? <laughs> yeah. 
And that's just one reason to yeah, go and, and subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Disturb my entire family by pretending to be yeah. a bat. If that doesn't persuade you, I don't know what will. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. We've got a whole back catalog of things where we sing parody songs about the Little Sister books. And also now we're talking about the TGIF shows. So you can go back and listen to endless content. Or you can get started at a more manageable amount of content that's just recently started. And it's tons of fun. And everyone loves it. And it's rave reviews. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Also join our Facebook group. You can uh, leave comments in the Facebook group like... Arbiter Tanner can't have guns anymore, and that becomes part of the lore of the show. So isn't that fun and a good reason to join Baby Nation on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, you can make him a kissy guy instead. <laughs> and maybe someday he and uh, Mr. Kiss will... Yeah, they'll meet up. Yeah. Meet up. That you know? would be something. Wow. An epic showdown. <laughs> I don't know what it'll, how it'll manifest, but... Please rate and review the show and recommend it to a friend. This week we did watch... Not a- this episode. <laughs> this ep- only this episode this week we watched a movie that movie was of course called the lake house yep next week the only thing i can think of is sarah recommended a movie where reese witherspoon and uh mark ruffalo mark are ruffalo ghosts. are one of them's a ghost should we watch that yeah i think so what's yeah. it called <sighs> my dead ex-boyfriend or something like that i don't remember just like heaven just like heaven. Next week we're going to be watching a film called Just Like Heaven. Look forward to that. Uh, I yep. imagine it's going to be you and me again, Elmer. But who knows? Could it? <laughs> I think that's an entirely different division. Yeah. Okay. If yeah. it's ghost stuff. Yeah. Well, I have I think to bring you out the, the guys spectral, spectral guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. All that remains is for me to say that this week I have, of course, been Jeff Peabody, Lieutenant Jeff Peabody of the Time Crimes Unit. Yeah, and my name is um, Commanding Officer Elmer Megabyte of the Time Crimes Unit, uh, over and out. And I hope that you find your time travel ever after. Whoa! (laughs) Time travel noise, time travel noise. (laughs) We might be childhood.